Are you wise when it comes to your money, or are you foolish when it comes to your money? Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve. In his telling of parables, because that's how Jesus spoke to the people primarily, he talks a lot in his parables about money and possessions and material things and stewardship. You know why he talks so much about money and possessions? It's because the tendency for all of us is for money and possessions to become our God. It's just the way we're wired. If we're not careful, we can become materialists, we can become so greedy, and we can become people who trust not in God, but in gold. Not in Almighty God, but in the Almighty Dollar. We can be like the fool and his money. How we handle our finances certainly has a lot to say about our spiritual condition. This is From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve. Thank you for joining us today as we continue to learn lessons from the parables as told by Jesus in part two of the message, A Fool and His Money. This lesson is from the series, The Mysteries of the Kingdom, a study of the parables of Jesus. We'll continue with this series the rest of the month. If you missed any, you can go online to listen again at fromhisheart.org. There too, you can download a free MP3 of any broadcast, as well as the sermon notes from Pastor Jeff. Just click the Listen link. Right now, though, open your Bible to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12. Here's Pastor Jeff to tell us how to spot a fool and his money. Adages. Adages are little maxims, little pithy sayings that tell us how life works. They're little nuggets of truth, they're little proverbs, and we use adages all the time, and we have adages that have just uh, been woven into our life and into our society and into our culture, things from long, long ago. I'm going to lead us in some adages, and I want to test you to see how well you know how the rest of the adage goes. You ready? Play adages. Here we go. It's always darkest before the dawn. That's right. That's good. See, you're one for one. How about this one? Better safe than sorry. That's good. Now you're two for two. How about this one? Don't bite the hand. Very good. If at first you don't succeed, all right, some of you said quit, but no, let's try, try again. A fool and his money are soon parted. Did you know that that little adage, a fool and his money are soon parted, was written in the 1500s by a British farmer, writer, musician? His name was Thomas Tusser. A fool and his money. That's the subject today as we are in our series on the parables the mysteries of the kingdom, because Jesus said that's what a parable was. A parable is an earthly story that we can understand that has a bigger, greater, deeper, heavenly meaning. And in that story, we uncover and discover the secrets of the kingdom, the mysteries, as Jesus called them, of the kingdom. 
And in his telling of parables, because that's how Jesus spoke to the people primarily, and especially toward the end of his ministry, he just spoke to the masses in parables completely and totally. He talks a lot in his parables about money and possessions and material things and stewardship. You know why he talks so much about money and possessions? It's because the tendency for all of us is for money and possessions to become our God. That was true for the people that he talked to, and it's true for us today. It's just the way we're wired. If we're not careful, we can become materialists, we can become so greedy, and we can become people who trust not in God, but in gold. Not in almighty God, but in the almighty dollar. We can be like the fool and his money. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus was preaching. And he's preaching some really heavy duty stuff. And the Bible says that there are so many thousands of people there listening to Jesus that they're stepping on each other, trying to get in to see him, trying to get close. A huge crowd of people. If you've ever been to a rock concert, when I was in high school, I went to some rock concerts, and sometimes when they would, uh, you'd start storming the stage and get close to the stage, you could find yourself, and you're almost stepping on people to get close. That's the way it was with Jesus, and the people are stepping on one another to get close, and he's talking to them about deep subjects, about heavy subjects, about scary subjects. He's talking to them about hell. He said, hey, don't fear the person who can destroy the body. You need to fear God who can destroy both the body and the soul in hell. Wow, deep things. And in the midst of him teaching these deep things, these important things, these eternal things, heaven and hell, some bonehead in the crowd works his way up to the front, interrupts Jesus, and he says to him in verse 13, teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. Oh, where have you been? That's, that's what you care about? I'm talking about these deep things and all you care about is the family inheritance? You're trying, I mean, are you paying attention? Jesus is thinking to anything that I'm saying, guy. Tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. Now, rabbis would often do that. They would often mediate in situations like that. And so this guy thought, man, Jesus, he's rabbi, he's teacher. Let's get him to do this for us so I can get my money from my brother, from the family inheritance. In verse 14, Jesus said, man, who appointed me a judge or arbiter over you? And he said to them, to the thousands, beware and be on your guard against every form of greed. For not even when one has an abundance does his life consist of his possessions. And he told them a parable saying, the land of a certain rich man was very productive. And he began reasoning to himself saying, what shall I do since I have no place to store my crops? And he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night, your soul is required of you. And now who will own what you have prepared? So is the man who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So strong in this parable 
It's the only time in the Bible where God just points a finger of accusation in the face of a man and says, fool, you fool. Now, this guy, is he, I mean, is he the village idiot? Is he the guy that got a 200 on his SAT? Is he the guy that can't make it in class? Is he the guy that failed business courses? No, he's good in business. He, he knows how to conduct his business life. He just doesn't know how to conduct life. He's a fool because he ends up losing his money. He ends up losing his soul. He ends up losing it all. So many people have a fool's perspective when it comes to money. And they long for it, and they scheme for it, and they dream about it, and they sacrifice their family, they sacrifice their health, they sacrifice their reputation and their good name and their character. Why? All for money. Because their focus becomes money, money, money. God says, fool, fool. Very harsh. Now, here's our question. Uh, what does God mean by that? What is God's definition of a fool? What, what is God trying to describe for us? Because, listen, it's easy for you and for me to become a fool when it comes to money. So I want you to listen extra close because this sermon is not for your neighbor. It's not for uh, this person or that person. It is for you and it is for me. And God is wanting to speak to our hearts today. Three insights from this parable about the mind of a fool. Number one, a fool is someone who thinks only of self. A fool is someone who is just consumed with self. Now, as Jesus told this parable, I mean, it starts off it's pretty good. You got a rich man, and then he, the rich get richer. His, his land becomes extremely productive, very productive, so much so that he didn't have room for all his grain and all his goods. In verse 17 and following, so telling, watch for all the personal pronouns. And he began reasoning to himself, saying, what shall I do since I have no place to store my crops? And he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods, and I will say to my soul, six eyes and five mys, 11 personal pronouns in three verses. That guy's all consumed with self. He is focused on the unholy trinity, me, myself, and I. You know some people like that? All consumed with self. Life is all about me. Make decisions. It's just all about what I think and what I want. And it's kind of interesting when he had the big windfall and all this grain, did he talk to his wife? Did he talk to his kids? Did he talk to any associates? Did he talk to the foreman uh, that was no doubt working his fields? No. It says he reasoned with himself. Everything was about self. Every conversation is focused on self. And when I need to make a decision, I just go and I get with my unholy trinity, me, myself, and I, and that's how we make the decision. Just consult with self. Have you noticed in America today how we're so consumed with self? Well, you certainly don't have to go far to see how engulfed our society is in self. Pastor Jeff returns with more about this egotistical focus our culture maintains in just a moment. 
Today's message is called A Fool and His Money, and it's from Pastor Jeff's seven-lesson series, The Mysteries of the Kingdom, a study of the parables of Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus spoke these parables, these stories, with a heavenly meaning to utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. That's in Matthew chapter 13, verse 33. Now, when you're online, we hope you'll take time to sign up for Pastor Jeff's weekly Real Hope email encouragement letter. You'll get that in your inbox each and every Friday morning. You can also listen to the daily Real Hope Minute from Pastor Jeff right there online. Both of these resources will draw you closer to the Savior and provide encouragement for everyday living. Just go online to fromhisheart.org. Now let's conclude today's broadcast with more about a fool and his money. Jim Gaffigan is a comedian that I really like. I like him because he's super funny and he's, he's uh, by and large, very, very clean. And uh, I was listening to Jim Gaffigan not too long ago, and he was talking about how we're in a society, it's all about self. He's talking about going to the gym and working out, and, and he, he said this. He said, you know, that's where I go. I go to the gym to work on myself. And he said, and at my gym, we have mirrors so I can look at myself while I work on myself while I thumb through my self magazine, while I get on my iPhone and go to my Facebook so I can read about myself and what myself says about myself while I look at myself, while I work on myself. It's just all about self. And you listen to that and you say, I do that. I mean, you know, it's one of those things that's like, oh gosh, it's just self, self, self. I heard years ago, this is so true, a man all wrapped up in himself makes a very small package. But that is the mindset of a fool. It's just all about me, myself, and I. That's the focus. And you're not thinking about others. You don't care about others. Others don't come in to your thought process. And that was this guy. He's not caring about sharing with other people. He doesn't think it to himself, well, what, I have so much, I have more than I can handle. I mean, I have so much more that I don't even have storage space for it. I mean, I'm going to have to go to public storage, but that would cost me money to store my excess at the public storage. Did you, have you realized or looked around how much, how many public storage places we have? I read something the other day, it says we have five times more public storage places in America than we do Starbucks coffee houses. I mean, everywhere you go, another public storage place. What's that for? Well, that's so you can take all your stuff that doesn't fit in your house and your garage and take it to another place that you stick it in there. You don't need it most of the time. Half the time, you don't even know what's in there. It's just stuff. It's just my stuff. I got to keep my stuff. And, and it's, what is it? It's just a bigger barn. And, and what about sharing that with somebody? And in this rich farmer, hey, what about you take your, some of your excess and you share it with the people in the community? Oh, are you nuts? It's mine. It's not theirs, it's mine. I'm going to share it. Philippians chapter 2 says this, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, watch it, with humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as more important than yourself. More important than yourself. The fool doesn't care about others. He doesn't think about others. It's not on the radar screen. And the saddest truth of all, he's so wrapped up in self that he's forgetful when it comes to God. When you look at the soliloquy that the rich farmer made, 
I, 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 my, my, my. It doesn't mention anything about God. Now, any farmer will tell you that has a brain in his head in terms of a sense about God, you can't farm without God. You can't have a big crop without God. I mean, the Bible says, what do you have? What did you receive that you, you didn't, weren't given? You know, uh, we brag about this. Oh, I have this. I have that. Well, God gave that to you. We talk about a self-made man. There's no such thing as a self-made man. God gave you the breath in your lungs. God gave you the energy. God gave you the ability. God gave you the mind that he gave you. It's all from God. But farming is one of those things that you just know right off. Hey, I, I can't make this go unless I have the right amount of sunlight unless I have the right amount of rain, unless I have the soil. I mean, I am so dependent upon God because I can't produce sun and I can't produce rain and I can't produce the soil. I am dependent upon God for a good crop. But you don't find anywhere in here where this guy gives any praise to God or has any thought of God. It's just all me, me, me. It's just all look what I did. I heard a story about a woodpecker. And that woodpecker was pecking away one day on this big oak tree. And he's just pecking away, pecking away, pecking away. And all of a sudden, from heaven came a bolt of lightning. Boom! And hit the tree. Split it in half. Woodpecker backed up. Flew away. Came back 15 minutes later with a bunch of his woodpecker buddies and said to them, See, fellas, that's a specimen of my work. Isn't that what we do? I mean... We think it's all about me. We say, well, look what I did. We forget God. In Deuteronomy chapter 11, Moses is talking to the people before they go into the promised land. And he's speaking on behalf of the Lord. And he says this, beware, lest you forget the Lord your God. Lest when you have eaten and are satisfied and have built good houses and lived in them. And when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and gold multiply, and all that you have multiplies, then your heart becomes proud, and you forget the Lord your God who brought you up from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery. That's human nature. You know, as Christians, Christians thrive in adversity. They don't do well in prosperity. Because in prosperity, we have a great tendency to forget God. We don't need God because everything is coming up roses. But man, let everything fall apart. And then we cry out to God. 9-11 hit on Tuesday. On Sunday, the churches were filled with people. Why? We need God. But then a few weeks later, they were all gone. Why? They had forgotten God again. Somebody said this about prosperity. For the foolish, it's a mirror, and for the wise, it's a window. Prosperity for the foolish becomes a mirror they hold up, and they say, look at me. Look at what I did. They become just like that woodpecker. Wow, I am really something special. But for the wise, prosperity is a window where you look out to the Lord, and you say, thank you, God, because all this is a gift from you. Every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So uh, what do we see about this fool? What does God say about him? Well, he says he thinks only of himself. Second insight, a fool not only thinks only of himself, primarily of himself, but he's someone who thinks that money and stuff 
will satisfy. Money and stuff will satisfy. Now, verse 15 is key to setting up this whole parable. Now, it's a picture in, in relation to the guy's question, the bonehead guy that wasn't paying attention to any of Jesus' sermon. He was just worming his way to the front so that he could say to Jesus, hey, decide this for me, Jesus, miracle worker, rabbi, master teacher. I need you to uh, fix this for me with my brother and the family estate so I can get my money. He wasn't listening to what Jesus was saying. He just had on his mind money, money, money. Like the old Gilligan's Island, Thurston Howell III, just dreamed about money, talked about money, schemed about money, went on a three-hour boat tour and took $3 million with him or whatever. I mean, it's just everything is money. Now, that's the way this guy is that asked the question. And that's the way lots of people are that come to church. They don't listen during the message. Why? Well, that's the time I'm kind of working on a business deal. I'm kind of thinking, eh, it's kind of getting slow. It's not really interesting to me. They're talking about heaven. They're talking about hell. Who cares about that? I'm worried about this deal on Monday. That's the way that guy was. And so when he gets the opportunity, boom, he asks the question. And then Jesus uses him as an illustration to springboard into something that all of us need to be careful of. And that's greed. Beware. That word means to take heed, to pay attention. It's anytime you see beware in the scripture, think about it this way. It's kind of like a, the rattle on a rattlesnake. You're walking along in the woods and you hear, what do you do? Some of us have a heart attack right there. We just die, right? You hear, oh man. I mean, if you're some of these crazy guys, you're the turtle man. Uh, you're, you're like, wow, a snake, wonderful. You go after it. But he's a nut. And, and so when you hear that, most normal people know danger. I need to be careful here. It's kind of like lost in space with the robot and his arms would go out and he'd swing them around and go, danger, danger, warning, Will Robinson. That's what beware is. It's a rattle. It says, wait a minute, watch your step here. Because if you step wrongly here, you're going to get bitten. You're going to get hurt big time. Beware and be on your guard, Jesus said, against every form of greed. Greed and covetousness. The Bible, Old and New Testament, has so much to say and warn us about this selfish condition of the human heart. We're not finished with the message. Pastor Jeff will return next time with part two of the lesson, A Fool and His Money. Before we go, a reminder that From His Heart is a nonprofit organization that is financed by the support of our listeners. Pastor Jeff receives no income from this ministry, and we're hoping this month to add 50 more VPs to our stable of regular monthly supporters. The mainstay of the support we need to produce and distribute these messages on literally hundreds and hundreds of stations each day. With your commitment to a regular monthly gift, you'll become a vision partner. You'll be joining other visionaries that want their lives to have a greater impact for Christ by helping reach the world with the good news and saving grace of Jesus. We have some special gifts of thanks for our new VPs this month, and you can go online to find out details at fromhisheart.org or call 866-40-BIBLE, 866-40-BIBLE. There you're going to discover how to be a vision partner and how to impact the world for Christ each and every month. We simply cannot thank you enough for hearing God's prompting and saying yes. 
Again, the number 86640-BIBLE or go to fromhisheart.org. Well, we're out of time for today, but tomorrow, Pastor Jeff will conclude this no-holes-barred lesson about a fool and his money. That's on Friday, when we'll open God's Word and share real truth, real love, and real hope from His heart. From His Heart is the listener-supported broadcast ministry of Dr. Jeff Shreve, speaking the truth in love to a lost and a hurting world. Remember, no matter what, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Find out more at fromhisheart.org.